This week's episode is brought to you by... I had bad taste. It was like a good spectacle kind of thing. Yeah. I've heard Dirge of Cerberus was garbage. It is, in fact, garbage. (laughs) I will say that the... I prefer the Advent Children version of One Winged Angel to all the other versions, including the remake version. I think they used it a bit too much in the remake. Like, I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Whatever that thing is. Whatever that thing is. Okay. Welcome to Nexus at Night. It is possible to sleep on your neck wrong for four nights in a row. I learned that the hard way. I'm Atlas. I'm Matt. You're old. I'm Root Beer. I'm James. Wait, Root Beer. Aren't we the same age? Yes. Actually, wait, I think you might be older than me. When's your birthday? It's in August. 94? I'm 95. You're older than me. Damn it. Okay. I am old. Also, uh, Alvin's Asian, so even if you were the same age, you'd be younger than me. What does that even mean? <laughs> it's because, like, Asian people look a lot younger than they actually are. Oh, right. <laughs> is, is there, like, an Asian version of Black Don't Crack, or... Everything hurts. Uh, I'm holding my microphone like an old-timey boxing announcer. So if I sound like uh, my peas are not as are more poppy than usual, it, that's why, because everything hurts. Cool. Uh, today on Nexus at Night, we're going to be talking about uh, the propensity for Bushiroad to break its own rules, uh, which they seem to have done with two of the strides revealed in Premium Collection 2020 so far. And yes, I know we keep kind of like spoiling parts of it. For the inevitable set review that's coming down the line, but some of these are just too interesting to ignore. I know. Stop making interesting cards, Bushi. And one of them is Angel Feather, and that's why I'm here. Of course. (laughs) I've never heard of that clan. Um, I guess I talk like 20 minutes about nothing to you, Matt. That's true. (laughs) Yeah. If anything, Angel Feather gets revealed, stay away from our group chat. Because for the next three hours, it's going to be James just pontificating. <laughs> I mean, it's not, not untrue. <laughs> Depend on the quality of the card. Uh, like, I, I didn't care about Urgadil at all. It was hard to care about that card. Yeah. I, I feel like this one is terrible, though. James, you want to do the honors? Uh, reading the card? Yes. Yes. Alright. So this card is um, Holy Seraph... I don't know if that's an actual angel from any religion, so uh Bass Fisherman. I don't know actually. Um so it's it's Angel Feather Stride, uh typical pay cost of stride, then auto on Vanguard Circle, generation break three. When placed until end of this fight, your damage zone becomes seven cards to lose. If your G zone has five or more face-up cards when placed, it becomes eight instead of seven. And then it has an act vanguard circle, cost counterblast four, and until end of turn, when your opponent would call cards from hand to guard circle, 
he or she must call the same number of cards in your damage zone or more at the same time. All right. Cool. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, so, interesting. Certainly is something. Okay, let's go through this line at a time here. So, GB3 would make me think automatically, this sucks. Because you can't do it first stride. Except, because it just changes your game state for the rest of the game for free to boot, there's no, like, problem to it. You're not paying a cost, you're just, okay, cool, uh, I don't lose. I think no. the cost is living till Generation Break 3. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah. being, that, being that it's Angel Feather, that's not too hard, depending? I mean, yes. And then this card, don't forget about the Generation Break 5 skill. Oh, 6 skill, <laughs> my bad, have... Generation Break 6. Yeah, you can have six da uh, 8 damage. That's Boy. so much damage. I How know. How can you ever lose? So this card is very interesting, and this is kind of the topic of what we're going today, is cards that kind of break some very fundamental rules of the game. So when it comes to card games in general, uh, there's always like a standard set of rules that you play by, uh, but then it's like the cards you actually play with have skills or effects that kind of break small rules here and there. Like calling but, things from the drop zone, and then they give it to yeah. every other clan because go fuck yourself. Thanks, sure. Uh, that was like an unwritten rule that uh, Grand Blue, only Grand Blue could do that. Well, not everyone is now considered Grand Blue. Hooray. Um, and we will keep making that joke until they stop it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so we've always had... In every card game, is card that cards essentially kind of break the rules, but we've never had like mm -hmm. a rule a, a rule breaking of this proportion. And I think it's very interesting in how we kind of judge this card and how how we move forward forward after they broke a rule like this. Because nothing has ever like completely changed. Well, we have things that change your win your win condition in terms of like mm -hmm. the auto win cards for Link Joker. But we've never had a card that changes your opponent's win condition. So yeah. Speak. We've never changed the lose conditions for the game. Yeah. That's a good way to sum it up. We've never changed the lose conditions until now. Yeah. yeah. Magic has done crazy stuff, so they've done stuff like this before. Uh, but this is the first time we've seen something like this in Vanguard. Magic mm -hmm. has also been around since, like, what, 1980, 1991? Did I get that right, Matt? Uh, Magic, 92. Or 93. 93 is usually what people say, just because. Okay. Whatever. I also think Magic is just more of like a flexible game in terms of the rules mm -hmm. you can stop, do with it. Especially since like it's very easy to kind of balance things out with like mana costs and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Uh, but this game's a bit different. It's more a bit more rigid in structure, in my opinion. Well, yes. Yeah. The, the way to get costs to pay for stuff is by playing the game. By taking damage, by riding, you, that's how you pay for stuff. Um, so yeah. to now give you the equivalent of a loan, I guess you could call it, uh, that's essentially a counter charge one to two. Yeah. Uh, I Now, from my opinion on this, I, I don't really play premium, so I could be wrong on stuff. Uh, but... 
I think that the skill, the Generation Break 3 skill, it's breaking rules, which is very interesting. Mm -hmm. But I think when we look at it from just actual gameplay perspective, I think the Generation 3 portion of the skill is essentially a slightly better heal one. And I don't think there's too big of a diff. I don't think that's too far off from what this card really is, is a, in terms of the first skill anyway, is a Generation Break 3 do a bit better than heal one. Yeah. Um, I think because Angel Feather Toolbox is its damage zone, this is a little better than healing one, because with healing, you're getting rid of that card, which means if you were going to call stuff out of your damage zone to do things, that's like a choice you had to make. Now this is giving you more choices. Yeah. By um, freeing up an extra card in your damage zone. The, the other slight better part about this is that if for example uh you're at six damage because you can be at six now then that means your opponent cannot miracle heal on you at six unless they're also playing angel feather oh Uh, damn so the guy who's like man my opponent's miracle heal on me all the time they should start playing angel feather matt are you paying attention? I am. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing also is because you can stay at something like six or seven, you're pretty much guaranteed to have your heal, your heal, your heal triggers go off, even if you get it off the rescue effect. Because if you're at six and you use a rescue, rescue heals first, then does damage. But then once you heal, you'll be at five, so you can still get the heal trigger to go off. Uh, but... I think those things definitely make it better than like just a straight heal one and a straight heal two, but like I think they're kind of minimal. I think at least from what I've remembered for premium Angel Feather, they can kind of cycle through their deck to their damage zone pretty fast as is. And relying on those heal triggers to go off or preventing a miracle heal are like very RNG luck based things. Unless you're going to use like the old Sunny Smile Angel and constantly put it back into your deck when it's really good. Uh, that ge- that gives me flashbacks to uh, <laughs> Power <laughs> Animes. So, Power Anime was a, a card shop in West LA that doesn't exist anymore. Shoutouts to Reggie, the guy who ran the place. But uh, he used to have tournaments, and this is like BT09, BT10 era. There is a YouTube video out there, because he would film the finals somewhere, of me playing against Nexus Core person gave, and I miracle healed on him three times because mm-hmm. I kept putting Sunny Smile Angel back in the deck, and he was so angry by the end. I'll, <laughs> I'll try and track it down. No, this is like this is before G. This is like BTO nine, BT ten, like yeah. the original Metatron. Yeah, mm. like I'm saying, like then G guards came out, and people kind of just you know toss Sunny Smile for G guards. Right. Right. Yeah. That's that's true. Um, and then after that, it was about the the plus ten k power. So yeah, triggers. if you, if you're able to kind of set up a situation like that where uh, where you can just keep getting the heal triggers, your deck is really thin. You just keep putting Sunny Spell back. That'd be like pretty cool. But I feel like those situations don't come up a lot. So it's like definitely better than a heal one, but like not too much better. And it's Generation Break three for the first effect to go off. I feel like that. I feel like GB six is probably not going to be a thing that you get too often. <laughs> well, it's like probably it'd be, not. It'd be great if you could rush it, but uh, just be spikes. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
or, or be great nature now, I guess. Oh man, uh, I think I think great nature can GBA'd on second stride, but it's like really bad, and that card is really bad, and you shouldn't do it. Very true. It also the, requires like double label pangolin, I believe. I think it does. Um, so another thing about this GB three is that you don't turn anything face up. It's just GB three when you stride it, which means you have to either put up two G guards and then go into this, or put up a stride that flips something and then go into this second stride. To get the GB3 to happen. Yeah, kind of uh, slow. It's like... Oh, sorry. I didn't say anything. Yeah, it's, it's kind of slow. slow. It's kind of like just the, the the best comparison, if we're just looking at the first skill alone at GB3, would just be Raphael. But Raphael, although it's a heal one, and it's a slightly better than heal one, you can do it on first stride. Which I don't know how relevant that is, but I think Raphael is the best comparison. Yes, except Raphael also doesn't have this other skill, the Counterblast 4, and it gives, I don't even know what kind of door skill to call this, damage zone door? Giant door to your Giant door. It's, it's at the very least a quad door. Yes. No, it's skill. at the very least a 12 door. What? Well... You call it the, you call it something door for cards per battle, not total. Okay, sure. So battle door, triple door, quad door. So worst case scenario, the opponent has to put down four cards to the guard circle per battle that something attacked. Assuming that you have a full front row, that's twelve cards out of their hand. Yes. Yes. I um, agree. It should be noted that this counts the number of cards in your damage zone at the time of attack. So if you are, if you heal mid battle phase, then you make them remain. So like, at a time. let's say you're at seven damage because you're a Chad. <laughs> your opponent's at you know five damage. Because you're they're... like, all right, I'm gonna seven door you. And you're like, alright, I'm a triple heal on attack. Yeah. Wait, do Angel Feathers and Premium, do they still play the, their multi-attack shenanigan cards? Uh, unsure. Don't look at me. Probably, I... I've not seen Angel Feather and Premium in a hot minute. Me neither. I think this is could that... bring it back, though. This is pretty promising, honestly. Yeah, I'm more interested in the, the Counterblast 4 skill than the... Uh... Yeah, the first skill. Me? I think the first skill is like the icing on top, because yeah. on top of getting a huge offense, you're also healing, which I think is nice, mm -hmm. essentially. But really, like it's mostly just interesting because it changes the rules of the game. Which, like, what do we think about that concept in general? I think it's very interesting. I like the direction it's going. It's very, it's very fla on flavor for Angel Brother to be the first clan to do something like this. And I, although I kind of like, kind of sounds like I'm kind of shitting on that effect. I actually very like the that the fact that this effect isn't like, I don't think it's super amazing, because they didn't break the game by trying to introduce something mm -hmm. like this. Which thank you Bushi Road for not introducing the game by showing a rule breaking mechanic. Um, but this also means that maybe Bushi Road, because they saw they didn't break the game with the skill, they'll proceed along this line and open up new card design space around this type of skill. And I think that's very because like. The last couple of times they made cards like this, there was like, 
the gold paladin stride that you could just counter blast to stride it. You didn't have to pay stride costs. And Ishikashima, which said that you can't use the auto abilities of your, uh, your opponent can't use the auto ability of their guardians anymore. And both of those things were nearly meta-destroying. Now, in the case of the Gold Paladin one, that was more of the stuff around it, not mm-hmm. so much the card itself. Ichikishima was actually meta-destroying because they just removed it from the game entirely. Yeah, and now they're probably... It's probably going to take a while before they print anything like that again. Mm-hmm. Take a while, card. not never. <laughs> <laughs> But like this card, this card had kind of like a stupidly broken skill. But I'm happy that kind of Bushiroad learned from their lesson from the original premium collection, and they're like, "Hey, we're gonna like try and break the rules of the game a little bit because premium is supposed to be where all the cool wacky plays come in. But we're just gonna make it so that we have some room to develop this mechanic." I think I did. I did like that this card wasn't nearly as boring as the rest of the. Uh... Agreed. <laughs> the rest of the shit, I was. I'm just like that Kumo card. Those funny things. That that the Kumo cards like also pretty interesting. But like some of them, I just looked at them. <coughs> this is incredibly boring. I went through the list yeah. to find like the the, the Royal Paladin one. <laughs> That's just like you know what? That we one trash. We don't want to make one of the Kagura. Yeah, oh. I'll just say <laughs> I found the Kagura one today. I'm like, what is this card? Is this like early early uh, G era card? No, the, I think the Royal one is worse than the Kagura one. Sure. At least the Royal one. I think the Royal one is at least a little interesting. I yeah, think the Kagura one is just like... Weird. It's interesting until you try to find the heart you're supposed to copy and none of it matters. Well, I think the idea is interesting. Yeah. But I just think like the Kagura's card is just yeah. not interesting at all. Like, the Kagura one is like, we need to design a Kagura card. What do we do again? They retire things? Yeah, just have it do that. <laughs> retire things and get power. <laughs> I think, crit, I, guess. I think the most promising one was uh, Ariel V, because, you know, why not? But that one's still not even very good. Um, the other thing I wanted to bring up was, uh, you heard my victory lap about this a few weeks ago, but Nebula Dragon Vario End Dragon is a Link Joker stride. That, I believe uh, it. What? I said I believe it. I believe that it's a Link Joker stride. <laughs> yep, that name checks out. <laughs> I mean, it does. <laughs> Alright, uh, the skill is when placed, you turn something face up, and you remove all the markers on your opponent's circles, all of their the protect markers from their hand, and this unit gets plus 10k and a crit until end of turn for each removed marker slash protect marker. Um Maybe they answered it already, but I just didn't keep up with it. Uh, what happens for, for Excel circles if there is a person on it? The rear guard. It gets retired. Yeah, they said if there is an Excel marker, the additional rear guard disappears and the units there are also retired. They have a nice okay. little reminder text for you. So, uh, this deletes uh, imaginary gifts, yeah. which uh, called what? it again. It is along the lines of what Link Joker has always... Like, Link Joker as a clan has always been based around breaking the rules of the game, where it's like, you can't use your rearguard circle anymore, your vanguard doesn't exist anymore. I think the the better thing, to, the better way to describe it is Link Joker has always been, just been the deck uh, that everyone wants to hate. So mm-hmm. oh, of course. Just, you need to print a card that makes people want to hate it more. Oh, it's the heel uh, of vanguard. 
But like, but a lot of their mechanics do revolve around making your opponent not play the game, right? Yeah. It's all their old mechanics, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, this one doesn't so much make it so they can't play the game, it's that it punishes them for playing the game, which is a little different. A little bit, but like generally, they kind of always been about taking things away from the opponent, the opposing player, and that was kind of the other question I had was just like, because uh, people hate Link Joker, right? Like anytime someone even suggests Locke is a thing again, there's going to be a massive wave of please God no. Myself included. So, I, I there was somebody on Vanguards a few days ago that was like, I hope they bring Chaos Breaker back, and I was like. I hope you stub your toe on the side of your coffee table, and then I hope in your, you know, painful hopping around that you stub your other toe on a chair. Just... <laughs> no chaos pressure! I think of all, like, the big mechanical changes they've made coming from uh, G-Era to Standard, like, you know, mm-hmm. stand triggers and all that thing, all stuff like that, and the mm-hmm. shield increases, I think their best decision was to remove locking your opponent's card. Because mm-hmm. that just causes so many problems. Like, hey, you have to... It's like, is this a Link Joker meta or is it not? Okay, is it a Link Joker meta? That means these decks are not playable. If it's not, okay, these decks are playable. <laughs> and now Link Joker yeah. Or they gotta go, alright, everything gets some kind of, like, random unlocking thing and then we're just back where we started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's like when you were a kid and you were like, I beat you. You're like, nah, I have a force field. And it's like, I have a force field breaker. That's what it feels like. Yeah. yeah. That is that is like my other... Because the premium collection hasn't been fully spoiled yet. So they could release even more weird rule-breaking cards that make no sense. And, and we will I be feel there. like Link Joker is always going to be the example of why we... I don't always trust Bushi Road to do things right, at least until the set's fully released. <laughs> like, Obviously, there, there's going to be better cards than others. I shed a single mm-hmm. tear for great nature. <laughs> but uh, the, quote, better stuff in the set so far is not just good, but also interesting, which yeah. is always a plus in my book. Like, mm-hmm. what else? Well, uh-huh. like, there's... Like this Link Joker stride. So, if you're playing against Excel, nine times out of ten, you are not only making them start from square one, but you're getting one to two retires, depending. Getting rid of getting rid of Excel circles is pretty fucking massive. Holy shit! Yeah. What turn do you play this card? The turn it makes sense. The turn your opponent has circles, or stuff on their circles. Yeah. Um, it also means that the second somebody sees a Link Joker starter, they're going to go, okay, i got to find a way to either vacate my Excel circles or finish this before it gets to, you know. At least with Excel 2, you're still getting something out of it, that draw. Yes, mm-hmm. but then you're playing against force numbers, which is bad for you in terms of trying to cause damage. Um, it completely neuters Genesis, which... <laughs> Not that Genesis was doing much in premium to begin with, but you know, it, assuming they get something in this hey, set that some what? people are trying to rush Falk and hit a stand trigger. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> um, believe me, I tried that. It doesn't work. Just because there's a card that's named after you doesn't mean the deck after <laughs> around it is good. Um, 
Let people meme, okay? There's that, and then, like, any protect deck which wants to live through the stride turn so that they can have their stride turn... You you know how Nubatama is super powerful for making the opponent discard stuff? Sure. This this does that for free. And not only is it a card, it's a perfect guard. Like, guaranteed, you know it's a perfect guard that you're getting out of the opponent's hand. That's very good. And it's more or less free. It's free. It's literally free. You just go, turn something face up. (laughs) All gone. Thanks, buddy. And it's gone. Yeah. I think Force, like, other Force clans are going to have the easiest time playing against this because it's like, okay. I the DP really... one was, the DP one's interesting. Mostly because it's like, gives you a lot of defense, like, even when it's face up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that one. It was like, face up in G Zone, what all great threes get, like, plus 5,000 shield, plus 5,000 power. And intercept. So it's like, uh, what's his face? Uh, Die Liner. As a G right. unit. I mean, you um, just use it with that liner, right? That's, I think that's the idea. Yeah. And then also, because it works in G-Zone, you can have it be the cost for something else. Right. Again, breaks the rules of the game, where now your grade 3s are shields and can intercept. Mm-hmm. So they're now grade 2s. Which, uh, yeah, that's that's how you do a stride that's supposed to work in G-Zone, Bushi. Not, I, mean, what I can I, save you from decking out, but only on Vanguard Circle. What are you doing? I mean, I mean, what I meant to say is that it's not Kaiser, so it sucks. <laughs> You're never going to be happy until they make a new Kaiser. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> it's just never going to happen. We're getting Cosmic Hero support. So they have one option. <laughs> and that Which option is, is make a Kaiser. Yeah. And I bet they're going to There are still Metal Board cards that they can make. Stop. <laughs> and they're probably going to have that snot-nosed little punk come back to the place Cosmic Heroes. I forgot his name. With the blue hair. Is justice. Like... Justice. Dude, I don't remember. It's like Hiroki or some shit. Yeah. Hiroki. For lack of a name that I can remember. Um. Okay. I can't remember what it was I wanted to talk about <coughs> next because I have a tennis ball digging into my back. So, mm-hmm. who's got other things they want to say? What do you guys think about this skill in terms of, like, future card development or card design? For Link Thank Trigger? You. Yeah, this one. Because, uh, unlike the one for Angel Feather, the Angel Feather one looks like decent balance in terms of its first skill. But this one might cause giant, like, upsets and things. What, for the Link Trigger one? I think or so. Or for which one? So... I think there's going to be some matchups with Link Choker Stride seems really powerful, and there's some matchups where it's not going to do much of anything. Yeah. Uh, uh, what do you think it's going to do for like future cards? Because uh, I can see the Angel Feather one them kind of diving a bit deeper into it, but if this becomes a really polarizing card, then yeah, we could get into a place where like we have um, even like temporary nullification of gifts, like. Oh, that's true. You could have something like, all right, well, I'm gonna like vanish, like you know, vanish your rearguard, cir- your Excel circle for a turn. The unit, get, the unit dies, and then that circle comes back. So it's like, okay, so but it's like, like a... I don't know, like what the delay on that would be, what would like make sense, and still instead of being weird, you could do it at the end of the opponent's turn, but then that's just kind of another form of locking, sort of, right? Um, Except lost you... gifts. Yeah, I mean, you still. 
you still have your, you know, God-given rearguard circles in that case. Um, maybe it could be something like, uh, like what Brant was doing, where it kind of inverts it. So mm-hmm. if, if it's an Excel circle, it, it, the thing on it gets retired. If it's a force gift, it makes the opponent or the vanguard minus 10k during their turn. Something like that. If it's protect, they get a discard something. I'm not sure. I forgot that Brant even <laughs> existed. I hate Brant with a passion because everybody who fashions themselves an edgelord is like, I'm going to try and make it work. It's dumb and it's stupid and it doesn't work. Or did that. Almost Case in point, we forgot about it existed until now. So, mm-hmm. which surprising considering like inverting your triggers is another one of those weird or ruling things that Bushiro just dumped on us. Well, that was more mm-hmm. from the manga, right? Because it was yeah. in the manga. It was in the manga, and it never. I think it did exist once as some, like, weird promo card that nobody ever used. Well, we got it in, in like, in a set proper, but... <clears throat> no. Yeah. Oh, the original brand. Yeah. Did we... Did the English get the original brand at all? I don't, I don't know. We, did. we We got... Uh, I think the original was just Japanese. Okay. Um, Let me see. It looks like it because when when you yeah. when you click on the original, it, it's the Japanese cardstock. I don't. Think yeah. They, they would have. So the original was just this weird promo that was, and it came out so late that it just didn't matter. Right. Yeah, and then the, the grade three and four, <coughs> were like, kind of near the end of that first wave. And there was always that one kid at locals who was like, I'm going to make it work, and it never does. He would win a couple of rounds because somebody would get a heal trigger on the drive check while they were at five. But it's like, who cares? <laughs> it's not taking anybody anywhere because it's tied to this trigger thing, which is dumb, but the idea of inverting something is not a bad idea. Having it tied to luck, on the other hand, is... So if you invert gifts somehow, I think that would be an interesting way to go with it. That's an interesting way to go with it. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of feel like maybe they should have done that first instead of removing all gifts for like free. I yeah, think I think it would. A, I... a better first step for te- I think a better first step for testing kind of something that's kind of game breaking is to kind of take it small, like first start with inversion, and if they see if that's good, then release maybe some card like this. But I feel like this, like, it's very or, risky to like Or it could be something like either, d- like, do less gifts, like, delete a gift. Yeah. And yeah. Get, some, get some power, or have a bigger toss t- uh, cost, uh, cost tied to it. Like, flip something face up and, you know, counterblast, flip something face up. Like that, at least, as opposed to just flip a thing, like, destroy all the gifts. You didn't really give yourself a place to go. I'd say if you delete a one gift, like just going from, at least from standard experience, I don't know that much about uh, premium experience, but like in standard, if you're behind by a gift, it's like you're behind by like almost a whole turn. I'm assuming this is worth less than premium, so I'm going to say if you're behind a gift, you're behind by half a turn. 
of tempo, something similar to that, maybe a bit lower. But like, if you just delete a card, you're setting your opponent pretty far behind, or delete a gift, you're setting your opponent pretty far behind. In a game, in in a meta that is a lot faster than say standard, mm-hmm. which I think is pretty big, or there's a lot more big swing burst turns. The it's, okay. I mean, like, this dude getting 10k and a crit for every deleted gift. Uh, Just to have a protect gift. Easy. Wait. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... I think this is, like... I think this is not on a level of Ichikushima, but I think this is them kind of jumping the gun a bit with testing a cool new skill kind of thing. Mm-hmm. At least some decks are just not going to have fun at all playing against this. Or maybe it could be, like... It could delete them all, but you get less rewards the higher the amount of gifts deleted. So if, like, it's one, he gets 10k in a crit. If it's, you know, two to four, you know, every, your front row gets 10k. If it's five or above, you don't get anything, or something like that. I'm not entirely like sure, Matt, but... Like Matt said, you're probably just going to use this immediately. If not immediately, then mm-hmm. when your opponent has two gifts. If any more than that, it's just, like, you're probably going to lose all tempo, maybe. Well, assuming the game's going normally, you're probably just going to be deleting one gift unless you're playing against something that can, like, chain ride a bunch. Like Gold Paladin, except not anymore, so. What are you gonna do? <laughs> the card that this reminds me most of is Blaster Joker. <laughs> Funny oh, enough. Oh! I forgot about him. I did, I'm pretty sure everyone... But see, this is the thing. Blaster Joker came out at the end of Legion Era, where they... Because Aichi was the final boss of that season, so it was the big scary thing that he could t- override the mechanic of the season. This this one is just kind of happening. And well, also, the... like, Blaster Joker cost an arm and a leg. Yeah, well, this is essentially the same thing. It overrides the thing from that season. Mm-hmm. It overrides the gift system, except now it's just a flip... As opposed to Counterblast 2, Soul Blast 2. Yeah. Which is crazy. And then Kai is like, alright, you know what, I'm just gonna write a new one in Legion again, so... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's also the other thing, is like, Legion as a mechanic, you could just re-Legion. That's true. You can can put your Legion mate... You can just re-ride and get gifts, easy, what's the problem? (laughs) Oh, you don't have another grade three? Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah. What if you play protect though, and you chose protect one? <laughs> <laughs> I right. guess it's a protect two, but it's protect two. All the oofs. Both of these like break the game in a quote healthy way, which is cool. Um, I'm sure I'm gonna end up eating my words, and there's gonna be some combo I'm not seeing. Whether like what oh, it's have gonna you be done? Great. The angel feather one has, is a menace to us all, you know. Something like that. Second skill might be. First skill, yeah. I don't think so. Oh, Here's I hope the thing. so. Counterblast 4 is pretty hefty. So, while the, you know, while they can run the self-damagers if they like to get themselves up to 4, Matt, you remember Limit Break. It, it's, it has become Limit Break all over again. You just have to kind of, like, keep them at 3... <laughs> until you're sure you can win <laughs> it that turn. That's only the first skill. Or live the other turn, whichever. Yeah. yeah, either or, however much that goes. 
I mean, um, I just did it anyway and died. It felt good, man. I mean, how did Angel Feather win? Besides guys in premium. Um, uh, stalling the opponent to death. Pretty much. And then Making reference. the opponent want to concede. That was more G era, though. Man, um, can you imagine if they unrestrict Refros? <laughs> God. Man, we have that's a good. band list to look forward to next week. Oh, yeah, that, that's... That's the episode for next week. We're doing the ban list because, of course, we are. And I want to like, and I want to speculate right now to fill time or not really. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Uh, ban sure. list episode next week. What do we think is going to happen? I think Dark Army is going to get hit because Bushiroad mm. realized they fucked up, and the only reason why they didn't was because they needed to sell the set to Americans or what people in the West. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I can see that happening. They. It, it was a an Excel deck that got the draw power it needed to kill people, so... I think they're gonna hit Revan, too. I think they Ooh. really... I think they really, really want to sell Try 3. Is Revan... Like, like Revan kind of came out right near the end of us being allowed to go outside. <laughs> so... Yeah. Same with Tommy. Now came out at the same time. Yeah. Both things kind of came out, what, like a month before we all got grounded? Mm-hmm. No, not even a month. <laughs> so, so, so you think they're just going to continue going full Konami on us? Oh, we'll just buy our new... Bermuda. Yeah. And that one's irreversible, because it's an errata. Very Unless true. they errata it back to the original skill, which would be, <laughs> That'd be dumb. so great. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Errata who? Uh, Riviere. Oh, yeah. yeah. Imagine if they just errata her back to her original skill. They were like, this was a mistake, we're sorry. Because you can't unrestrict it. You have to that would be errata it. That, that would be them admitting fault, though. Watch Riviere be the most erotic card in Vanguard's history. Um... um what is it about Revon that's, like, super crazy? I mean, that's those are two really good skills, but is it, like, you know, causing havoc everywhere? Uh, if, <coughs> in a world where Narukami gets hit and is not relevant, I think it will. Mm. Like, Wave Nation put up a uh, premium Revon decklist with, like, the Ripple Legion, so you can, like, rush your way to three and then ride Revon and have him have his skill be fully live. Um, which uh, I'll I'll link to that in the show notes for you because Wave Nation needs more subs. Mm-hmm. Shout out to that guy; he's been on this podcast before. But uh, I again, I it just feel like we don't have enough data because everyone's been inside. Yeah, we will. I'm... Yeah, the only thing that's been going on is I think the Vision tournaments on the weekends. Uh, so there's a large, a fairly decently sized CFA tournament. Where they do, I think, standard on Saturday and premium on Sunday night, and oh. uh, I think like last standard had like ninety-two people or something like that. Good but, job. Like they're like, fair. Wow. I think the one the week before that had over, like, I had like, I think one twenty-nine. Wow. You know those... So like fairly sizable. Do you know what the results are? Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So like, let me pull. Let me pull it up real quick. Celebration! Uh, I was finally able to sit up. It's a miracle. Uh, it seems like cheating. So, like, uh, the last standard <laughs> event had 102 players. It was won right. by 
Genesis, actually. Second was uh, uh, Aqua Force. Wait, is that Genesis? No, it's not. Who is Wait, that? What's the symbol? Yeah, I think it's Genesis. Uh, does it have uh, does it have moons in it? If it's moons, it's does Genesis. It does have wings. Uh, yeah, I think it's Genesis. Anyway, Genesis, Aquaforce, Bermuda Triangle, and Vanquisher. And uh, obviously, there's like tons and tons of Vanquisher in these events. Yes. Uh, and there's a lot of uh, there's a lot fair, a fair bit of Aquaforce too. But uh, so that was that event. And the week before that was won by Gear Chronicle, apparently. Uh, mm. Gear Chronicle, Gear Chronicle. Revan, Vanquisher. Wait, is that with the Tri-3 stuff? No, the Tri-3 stuff, it's only English printed cards. So the winner has MFD as the cover card, uh, Mystery Flare. And then the second place deck is Chronofang. I see. Uh, Chronofang is, like, very good at early aggression. And, like, if they they sack hard, they sack very hard. Yeah, and Premium last Sunday was won by Great Nature. Fuck yeah, it was. That's what I'm talking about. Beating out Kagro in the finals. Suck it. And that's with the, the, the wacky The End Legion. Right. Probably. Um, yeah, so, he was playing the X, yeah. So this is kind of all the data they're, they're able to get. But it's also, that means that because it's CFA, money is no object, which means that you're really getting an undistilled, like, example there's one other thing to consider here is also number one uh because it's like a super open kind of tournament uh and that you don't have to like go out of your way to go to a venue or anything like that you can get varying skill level players and stuff like that yeah Uh, oh yeah there's no like there's no travel time no i can't i don't have the time mm -hmm. i can't afford a flight so even though it's like infinite budget for everyone, uh, there is kind of the thing about like uh, quality of players. You know what I mean? Uh, and Matt, do you happen to have like a breakdown of the clans, or do you just have yeah? To uh, so for the premium event, uh, it looked like there were thirteen uh, dark irregulars, uh, seven the Bermuda. Six, uh, six Grand Blue, like six Great Nature, four Neonectar, nine Nubatama, I think. Nubatama is uh, eight the, Link Choker. The... There's a lot of DI. Is mostly what happens in the division events. Makes like sense. Nubatama DI. is the one with the kunai in the top of the head. Yeah, that's what yeah. it is. That's Nubatama. No DI, no DI made it to the top, right? Uh, in that event, uh. Not this particular event, but DI has won many times before. Like DI won the week before. Uh, about, you know, for standard for the the recent ones. Oh yeah, let me before. let me peep standard here. So uh, lots of Revan, lots of Vanquisher is mostly the uh, the. <laughs> but there was like a DI. There's a Claret. There's a Blade Master somehow. Um, <laughs> a couple weeks ago. I respect that person. Yeah, but there's just. An absolute fuck ton of Vanquisher Revan. Like, an absolute fuck ton. Yeah. Like, oh. Vanquisher Revan are pretty much like the try and shoot proven good decks prior to the quarantine. The big confounding factors are just the Astral Force decks. Because I, I, I was talking to some people about this about and about Italy and what this meta is going to be like there. Because this is like a dark era of the meta where no one knows what's going on. 
so that will be interesting. Wait, so Vanguard is in its Dark Ages right now? Dark Age and that we have no info on what's we have very little info about what's meta or yeah, not. that's what the the Dark Ages are in real life too. Yeah, like in history. Uh, so it was like you said. I think it was like the country Italy or something that were like super far behind in mm-hmm. uh, the sets. It'll yeah. be interesting to see how that meta develops when they reach this point. Oh yeah, we got to revisit uh, the Italy thing again <laughs> at some point. <laughs> but going off just before the quarantine, not taking into account too much Astral Force, my opinions on the Astral Force is that I think your Chronicle is going to do decently well because they just ha- can just have amazing first grade three turns at times. Um, but I think Narakami is going to definitely get a hit because it was a problem beforehand. And I think Revan is also going to get hit because it's another deck that kind of kills you pretty fast. And I think they're really trying to push try three. And I think they're just smacking all the Excel decks that are good right now, in my opinion. And they Which just is funny, because all... they had to do that last time, too. And I think, <laughs> not, they, I think the only reason why they didn't smack Aquaforce and Narakami last ban list was because uh, the West didn't actually get them yet. So they wanted to sell the cards to them and then smack them. Um, and I also... Because this is kind of relevant, because apparently there was an argument today on our group thing about Dorian for Pale Moon. Oh, you mean the one I was a part of and went back and forth with Howl about for like two (laughs) hours? Yeah. So, my it was about whether Dorian should stay at one and go to four. My opinion on it is I think it should go to two for that. Reason being is... Silverthorn still has its weaknesses. Its biggest weaknesses being sometimes it's just not fast enough to keep up. Which, uh, that's kind of being... Assuming Narukami gets hit, that's actually being like really well handled. All its other major threats that kind of outsped it have pretty much been hit. So like Tachikaze, um, assuming Narukami get hit, Narukami uh, also. Uh, then we have something along the lines of like uh, Aqua Force if that gets hit. And then Murakumo kind of was a bit faster at killing, and it kind of overpowered them a bit, and that's also got hit. So a lot of the main threats of, of Silverthorn got hit, and with a try 3 meta kind of coming in, assuming they hit Narukami and Aqua Force, Lukie would do very well in that kind of meta, because uh, she can play the long game very well, as well as putting up more and faster pressure than the try 3 decks, in my opinion. So I would say two because I think one is a bit too inconsistent, so it barely does anything. And this is coming from a guy who's watching uh, my friend playing Morukumo, and every single game he's desperately using Chikotsu Girl every single turn to try and get uh, Shiryuki. I've only seen him get it like once, ever. Uh, Barber's so Law. Right <laughs> yeah. So I think I think I think Dorian should go to two, so that at least they have a somewhat decent chance of getting it. And number two because. Uh, the most you'll ever use Dorian is two times. I'd like it for at least them to ha- have the potential to get the max potential of the deck, but just have it be inconsistent. So do you also think that Shuyuki should go to two? I think Shuyuki should go to two just to get a Vanguard skill. Fair enough. I think that's Fine. really good. I, I think I'm okay with it like being at two or like staying nerfed in standard. What I want back is her at four in premium. They didn't need to do that. They didn't need to hit her. For, she wasn't like a scourge on the meta. 
Bill Moon was was like a top hero there. I don't think it was like this, you know, all encompassing force that everything warped around. It was just it was pretty good. And then now I'm stuck over here trying to play Nightmare Dolls in Premium, and it's just fucking Nightmare. Korean Premium. I don't know what it did wrong there. I know it kind of did some things wrong in Standard, uh, and I know that. I have a feeling that if it went back to four, it would just completely trump all the try three decks because uh, it puts on pressure earlier and gains better advantage. So it transitions oh, yeah, to late game better. No, that's uh, fine. So... But like standard, you see less cards in premium. It just didn't yeah, matter. That, you were that, more doing it. That's, that... Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is like I understand like standard. It did, it committed some sins and it probably might commit some sins in the future if it got went back to four. But I have no idea what it did in premium. <laughs> so, yeah, okay, say... what? Well, well... What else is on there? So, so far we have Revan's going to get hit in some way. Narukami's going to get hit in some way. You guys think Revan's going to get hit? Because I think Revan's going to get hit. I think I... they're just going to smack cell clans that are good. Yeah, I could see both of them. I'm not sure what exactly. Narukami, I feel like they're just going to, like, I don't know, put Chaturra to two or something. like Just, like, kneecap their advantage engine a little bit. Why don't you just give um... them the Tachikaze treatment? I think they're just going to power creep with uh, <laughs> other clans and just not worry about it. Yeah. Could see that yeah. happening. This fan list could also just be premium, only we don't know. Could well, be. We do have a premium collection coming out. I mean, it, it's weird that they're doing one so soon after the other one. Um, because it, it seems to me that uh, Boucherud does their ban list on a need-to-ban basis as opposed to having it be timely. With That's... like Konami does theirs like every six months, right? Uh, uh, not exactly. It's it's they give like a a date, the earliest date the next ban list can come out now. Oh, okay. Because like when I was back when I was playing Yu Gi Oh like full, fully, it was it was like one one in June, and then one in like it was like one in the summer, one in the fall, I think. Yeah, one in the summer, one in the winter, or like early. Yeah, and the last time, okay, so we, we did our last ban list episode back in February, and uh, it is now April, near the end of April, two months later. Two months, they're doing a new ban list. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, I think they knew there was a problem in Narukami and Aqua Force, but they just didn't want to do it yet because they just need to sell the cards in the West. Fine. Um... I suppose that makes sense. I that's the reason why I think they would. Re- I, that's the only logical reason why I think they would release a list so soon, and especially in an environment where not many people are actually playing the game in this tournament. Yeah. Here's one thing I'm like, I kind of am wondering if it's going to happen. I don't think it, I don't necessarily think it will, but I'm dipping my toe in the pool. We haven't seen all of Premium Collection. What if there is something on the ban list that has to do with premium collection that we haven't seen yet? I swear if they hit Yuga, that's so bad. Morokumo finally got like a pretty good stride and just take it away by... They're not going to hit Yuga. Kumo is so bad in premium, nobody cares. It's, the new stride is actually very, very good. That's not what I'm saying. Okay, everything else like, is pretty Yeah, like Kumo's no. still in a position where they have no G-guards, right? Your life sucks around the phone. 
Um, the I'd imagine the like the Spike Brothers one turns out to be this like broken ass thing that works with something, so they have to like hit it preemptively hit something, right? Preemptively hit something. We're gonna be like, what the fuck are they hitting that for? And oh. then it all makes sense. You gotta you gotta show the card first, so all the buyouts can happen first, and then they reveal the band list. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Hashtag well, try. I mean, it's happening on the stream. They'll reveal it on the stream, and then the next slide will be how they're nerfing it immediately. That's not what they did with yeah. the Muta Triangle. Yeah, so at the time of recording this, uh, not necessarily when the episode comes out, uh, we haven't seen OTTs, Shadows, Gold Paladins, New Batama, Tachikaze, Spikes, Pale Moon, Bermuda, Aquaforce, Mega Colony. We haven't seen any of those strikes. We've seen everybody. Clearly, else's. they should just unban Ichikishima. You, you, you shut your whore mouth. <laughs> I, I agree with Alvin on this. They, I think they should just let Premium die. <laughs> <laughs> Not like OTT is doing anything else in either format, anyways. Fair I mean, enough. The... Support, so... I'm still surprised they didn't make this about G guards. I thought that's what they were gonna do with this, and have a uh... have like. G... <sighs> hmm? They should have just did what they did before. <clears throat> just release one stripe on G guard. Come on, that would have been good. I like that. Look, I also think that they... You first. I was going to say, I think they should have fucking reprinted some stuff, but... Uh, yeah. Like, never going to. Tiger. They don't actually no. care about premium. No, they just fall yeah. what it rot. Yeah. Uh, we'll like we'll also... Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's also a thing about uh, crit triggers in this set, but that's going to be its own episode, so... We'll get to those <laughs> on another week. But I think it's funny that the one for OTT is called Celeste Witch Toto, and my mom's name is <laughs> Celeste. So now that's two people in my family that have cards named after them. So if there's uh, a Roger and a Phoebe, the quadfecta will be complete. There is a Phoebe, isn't there? Is there? I'm pretty sure there was a Phoebe. I don't remember what card it is, but... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my. Uh, let me oh, see here. Cardfight Vanguard. <laughs> nah, there's not. I, I I looked up Cardfight Vanguard Phoebe. There's no. Uh. There there there's a magic card called Phoebe Head of Sneak. It's a uh, two three, uh, black blue. Um. Phoebe Head of Sneak can't be blocked by creatures with flavor text. And then there's another effect that's like uh, two blue black Phoebe permanently steals target creature's text box, and then in parentheses so, the creature loses all rules text, flavor text, and watermarks. This creature gains them. You want to explain this kind of magic set, uh, Matt? Uh, so the unsets of magic are basically like joke sets where it's R and D kind of poking fun at themselves for what's oh. like. Uh, normal design i guess mm -hmm. i think that's a card where it's like you can like uh you can attack with a monster or attack with a creature that a neighboring table is using if they agree to it that's funny <laughs> it's funny set okay um 
I think if we, if we migrated into a different TCG, it's probably uh, time to end this episode. Anybody, uh, any closing remarks? Nope. I hope Premium Collection sees more sweet cards. Me too. <laughs> we I hope keep it's not giving us interesting things time. to talk about, Bushi. We need episode ideas. Oh yeah, no, it's it, it's been real nice these past few weeks. Uh, guys, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Wiggums, two G's, two Z's. You can find me at Plasma Eclipse. You can find me by these people, because I don't do social media. That's how it normally is with James. Uh, you can find me on uh, Vanguard Zero. Uh, the name is N at N Atlas. So that's letter N is in Nancy, the at symbol, letter N is in Nancy, and then my name. That's because somebody tweeted at me like, what the fuck is your name? N at N Atlas. Vanguard Zero. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, you can find me at Atlas Novak or uh, my other show, uh, Bad Reading, at Bad Reading Pod, Twitter or Instagram. The episode coming out this week is about Lost. So, you know, Game of Thrones before Game of Thrones was Game of Thrones. And uh, that'll be fun. And uh, you can find this show at Nexus at Night, Twitter or Instagram. I'm going to go ice my back some more. Until next time, I was Atlas. I'm Matt. I'm Root Beer. I'm James. (laughs) And have a good night, everybody.